We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Hi, this is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Happy Monday morning once again, here with my co-host, Eric Yuna of Standout Marketing. Welcome, Eric. Good morning. Hey, Robert. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How was your weekend? Yeah. It was awesome. It was good. Um, yeah, I got to hang on San Diego for a bit. We're actually in the middle of moving right now, and so that's exciting. Yeah, you said you didn't have any so, yeah. hot water for a little while, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're coming actually anytime. So if you hear a doorbell, that's that's what's going on. But they're coming to finally turn off our gas. I've been taking cold showers for a week. Oh, nice. The military yeah. showers. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you know you're not going to wait be wasting water, huh? When you're taking cold showers, yeah. you're, you're in and yep. out. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, cool. Well, this uh, this morning I thought we'd tackle the topic of uh, fear and the title of this. Uh, podcast or Facebook Live, depending on how people are listening to this, is fear not. Mm-hmm. You know, as yeah. as entrepreneurs, we're always faced with uh, important decisions a lot for our business, mm-hmm. and uh, and and sometimes and and what I've seen some of the bad decisions that come out sometimes, and we all um, not everything that we plan out or decide on works out, right? So mm-hmm. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Just hopefully you have more wins than, than failures. <laughs> mm-hmm. But sometimes that, what I've noticed that a lot of the bad decisions that come out are usually lack, um, or usually lack of, or, or, um, or they're usually made out of fear of some type. Yeah. So it's either fear of failure or fear of success. Mm-hmm. And those two things manifest itself a little bit, diff- a bit, a little bit differently. Fear mm-hmm. of failure usually causes a lot of indecisions or no decision because you yeah. want everything to be perfect. Right, you want mm-hmm. you want a guarantee of success. Otherwise, you don't you don't you just don't move forward, or it's very very slow. And I, I'm I fall in that camp, the fear of failure. So I want to yeah. make sure everything's perfect. I mean, I create a plan, and I just, I'm always making sure everything's perfect before I jump. <clears throat> and sometimes um, that causes me to to hold back mm-hmm. and not move forward as quickly or swiftly as it should. Right, the fear of success is where you see a lot of uh, one bad decision after another. And what that looks like is not necessarily that the um, decisions, the plans just never work out. You'll you'll often see some success in the beginning, but then then all of a sudden something happens and then things don't work out and there's a, and there's a setback. Mm-hmm. And then you, you make one another move in your business and you, there's some success and then there's another setback. So there's a series of successes and setbacks. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, and so what happens is that as the, as you see some success, there's almost, there's an unconscious sabotaging of mm-hmm. the business or of your decision. Mm-hmm. So, and, and both those things, you, sometimes you, you don't pick it up right away. It's more, it's very unconscious, yeah. but it's very important to understand how both of the, you know, which, which side, which camp you fall into fair success or fair failure mm-hmm. so that you can understand, um, you can understand moving forward, how to make better decisions and understand, okay, am I making a decision out of, uh, from a sense of peace and understanding and facts, 
or is it more of an emotional or reflex issue? Um, and is there a level of fear there and what kind of fear is that? Um, so that way you can kind of start to, um, you know, kind of suppress those, that, that fear that can come up and, and potentially to sabotage your decision-making or just prevent you from moving forward. Right. So that's kind of how I want to set it up um, mm-hmm. today. And so um, any, any quick feedback before we move on or as we get, before, as we get going? Yeah, I love this topic. Um, I think because it's just my number one thing I love uh, just encouraging people with. And I think it's uh, definitely one of the, if not the main thing that keeps people from moving forward. You know, um, I think this thing, if we could really deal with it, is the thing that breaks the cycle of the mundane and just familiarity with just being, you know, complacent with where you're at, where you're at. Mm -hmm. It's usually one of those two things, like you were saying, is a fear of success or fear of fear of failure, right? If it's a fear of going too high up or feel of just flopping down to the floor, you know? And so, um, but yeah, I love this topic. I'm excited for it. I just <laughs> want to go deeper into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, what have you seen, um, whether in yourself or some of the people you've helped clients or just yeah. friends or what have you seen as, as yeah. them back in fear? Well, I think, I think it's so important to, to realize that, I think a fear like failure, I feel like it's, it's really an illusion more than anything. It's something that only exists like just within your own paradigm, you know, like what, what is, I think failure to you, it, it all depends on what your, what your values are and what, what's, what's most important to you. For, so for example, as money, if money is the most important thing to you, you'll probably be ruled, you know, a lot of times by fear because you're going to have a fear of losing your money, you know, but I think it's the healthy way to, have any business is not let money be the main thing that you're focused on or else you're going to have fear because money comes and goes, I think. And I think it's the nature of just money. Like, you know, it'll go up and it'll go down. And if that dictates how you do things, it's just not a, it's not a strong foundation, yeah. you know, but it, but the, on the other hand, if you're driven by, you know, what your values, um, if your if your values aren't based on money, right. Which is such an exterior thing. I think, um, it, it really helps get rid of that fear. You know, and so um, even with startups, like I, I, um, I, I get kind of um, kind of scared for people who do business startups based on I need money, so I'm starting this business. <laughs> a lot of times, I mean, it'll give you a drive, but I think there's there's a cap on that. And so, yeah, and, and especially for the title of this podcast and this Facebook page is Purpose and Profitability. So you're supposed to be mm-hmm. led by purpose, not so much by profit. You know, right. yes, you do have to make a profit to make a living, to keep the business going, to pay yourself, to pay employees and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't, it, but the profit can't be the main goal, right? Yeah. Because just like you were saying, um, that can come and go. And, and it really doesn't create any sustainability because, you know, when things get tough, if money is your only goal, then it's easy to just say, I'm going to give it up and start something else because totally. it's just more money driven, right? Versus if it's more out of purpose and knowing the big picture and knowing who you want to help and the kind of cu- the customers itself that you, you really want to, to help with your product and service, um, that then that will kind of keep you going because it's, it's more out of relationship wanting to really help your customer, knowing that you, you, you play a big part in providing for the employees that you, you, you hire. Yeah. Um, you know, all those things that come into the, into the business, there's a bigger, b- bigger issue, bigger purpose than just simply making a profit. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, we need to get out of our vocabulary as people and as entrepreneurs is just the word failure. I think mm-hmm. there's never any right. truly any failure. There's setbacks mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 
but only you only fail if you just don't try and get up, if you don't get back up or if you don't try. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only time you really fail. Um, even in those setbacks, we learn a lot. Right? Mm-hmm. We learn a lot more from our totally. setbacks than from our successes. Yeah. So yeah, and I think if if you set if you kind of have the mindset of everything is a learning experience, right? And for me, I think naturally it's it helps me that I love to learn and I find I learn something from anything, you know, and so I'm always trying to learn. And so with fail with failure, right? Like I'm like to the point where like I, I really do embrace failure because for me everything is such a learning experience and I, I learn more from failure than I do in success, you know. In success, I mean, you learn different things, but, um, you know, I just learned so much from failure, you know, and so that's so good. It's, it's you have that, have that mindset of everything is a learning experience and it all contributes to the goodness of whatever you're trying to start and the prof, you know, the, the purpose and um, of what everything that you're doing. So, <clears throat> yeah, failure can definitely help you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, you always want to just be uh, monitoring and, you know, whenever there's a setback is you just look back and go, okay, mm-hmm. what, what can I do different for next time? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's always the next time or it should be right. Cause you got to get back up and try again when there's a setback. Right. So, so what do you learn from that? Um, what do you do differently? And that's why a lot of businesses, the successful ones have SOPs or standard operating procedures, right. you know, because you can't always train every person very intimately so you create procedures in place to help mm-hmm. for the training and documented so that people can look back at it um, your employees can look back at, at at the at the documents and um, so you know because especially as your business grows and you employ more and more people things can get out of hand pretty quickly so you have yeah. to create some kind of standards of operating procedures so that you as the entrepreneur you help develop that with your team and then your managers are able to then impart that to their employees and new hires and even the employees can then impart that into some of the, the ones that they're maybe mentoring or, or coaching along the way. So, but everybody's referring back to the same set of procedures. Yeah. Right. And then, and as things don't work out, you just, you just make, you modify the SOPs. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so it's, you know, it's very important yeah. to document those things. So when there is a setback, you document that stuff and say, okay, how do we do things differently? Create right. some set of procedures. So, not even just for you, but as you hire more people that you get to pass mm-hmm. that along. There's actually some written document that people can look back on. Yeah. Reminds me of like, I think, I forget what superhero it is, but someone has that, one of these superheroes have to have that superpower of um, whatever, whatever force attacks them, they're able to absorb it and then, and then uh, send it back to them. Cause you know, it, it, and I think that's kind of what it is. It's like, you gotta just become like a sponge mm-hmm. and absorb like all the hits you take and yeah. somehow turn it into something that you can, you know, um, that you can use in your arsenal, you know, of, of just like weaponry of, you know, just, um, just killing it as a company or an yeah. organization. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, just become like a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> or is it like, uh, so not, it's not plastic man, but you know, it's like it bounces off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It just bounces off of you or, um, yeah. yeah, you know, I had a, had a client, you know, t- talking about two different types of fear. Mm-hmm. I had a client would just criticize every every idea, and then when they finally agreed to doing something, making some yeah. kind of move in the marketing end, they really they really never really fully supported it. And so, you know, there's only as as a marketing consultant, there's only so much I can do. I don't have full control, but it's really right. up to the the organization, the business, and the personnel to really execute on that. And so they never really 
um, supported it. And so things never really worked out. And so I yeah. consider that kind of a fear of success in a sense, because you're basically sabotaging it. <laughs> right? yeah. It's like, it's like, what are you, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I had another one that just wanted to guarantee success mm-hmm. of everything. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's always, the question was always, well, what's the guarantee? What's the guarantee? You know? Right. right. And so nothing ever moves forward. Uh-huh. Um, or moves very, moves forward very very slowly, and mm-hmm. so you know that was the the fear of failure is because yeah. they didn't want to move until there was a really a, a, um, a level of guarantee that mm-hmm. no one can provide right. And there's mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to say yeah I can guarantee this. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say there's a very good chance that we're going to succeed because just by experience you know I just put together a plan that you know I'm very confident that will succeed, but it certainly can't guarantee because there's some things that could be out of my, that are out of my control. Yeah. We're going to say something or. No, that's good. Yeah. I was just um, thinking even just on the fear of failure thing. I think the one thing that, um, that really helps with that. I think, I mean, there's so many, there's so much out there, right? Because it's not a new topic. Definitely. People are talking about, you know, like, don't, um, don't focus on your fears, you know, focus on moving forward and things like that. And, I think I found the, the easiest thing and the quickest way to fix that is just surrounding yourself with people that are positive and that think the same way. I feel like, you know, this thing of fear of um, having a fear of failure and just overcoming that is such a group think, you know, concept is such a group think thing where, you know, the group think meaning, like, you know, if everyone looks this way, you're just going to look that way. Right. And then if you're looking this way, everyone's looking behind you, you're going to turn around, you know, and I think that's the same thing, like join a mastermind group or, you know, have some friends that you feel like have that same mindset. And naturally it's, it's going to be really hard not to, it's going to be really hard almost to focus on failures when you're surrounded by people who are just like, no, like, like forget about like failures. There's so much more like, you know, failures is like the 90% that you hear, but it's like, you need to just say no to that. And then, you know, focus on that 10% of what's working and what's good and, you know, and move forward. So I think, um, that's a little tip. Like if you're just looking for one thing that can help, just, you know, consistently meet with someone at least like once a week, just sit with them, you know, have coffee with them. You don't have to talk yeah. about business. Like, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's good. Cause there's reminded me of, uh, you know, speaking of the last example I gave in you know, the whole, the whole leadership team was just pessimists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was depressing. You know, yeah. you go in these meetings, it's just depressing. I'm like, wow, yeah. no matter why you can't get out of your own mess. Yeah. It's because everybody's thinking the same way. Is it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Yeah. I don't know. You're probably too young, but there was a cartoon Gulliver's Travels when I was uh-huh. young. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so Gulliver and the Lilliputians, you know, and if people know the story of Gulliver, so the Lilliputians, one of them um, was I forgot his name, but all, he was he was the ultimate pessimist. He goes, "It'll never work. Yeah, yeah. We're doomed. <laughs> We're doomed." <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so that's what that's what this this group this company was like. It was like everything was just was just yeah. doom and gloom. And so yeah, surrounding yourself with very positive people, pos- people that are also realists as well. Because there's obviously some things you, you can't just be always just a cheerleader for somebody. You always have to also have to call them on the carpet on certain things and say, hey, this you might want to look at this thing a little bit differently. But it's always in the in the sense of being instructive to kind of push you forward. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so certainly because I'm part of a mastermind group. In fact, you know, in a couple hours after this, every Monday morning, um, we meet. 
Um, mm-hmm. And we meet online because people are in different parts of the country. But yeah, I'm part of a weekly mastermind group as well. And that certainly helps um, because, you know, too many times as entrepreneurs, we kind of isolate ourselves and feel, feel, feel we have to do it all ourselves, kind of take yeah. on all the burden. Mm-hmm. And it, sh- it shouldn't be that way. You really need to surround yourself with really good people that can encourage you, can um, point things out for you. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's stuff that's relatively obvious, but yeah. for whatever reason, we don't take action on them. In an early part of the mastermind group last year, you know, they were, they, they said, uh, forgot exactly what it was, but they said, oh, they recommended a certain course of action mm-hmm. that, I was like, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about that for a while. I just never, I just kind of put it in the back burner. I just kind of pushed right. it aside. Right, right. And so, but then, you know, almost everybody within the mastermind group kind of agreed. And I was like, okay, I guess I should yeah. be doing this. Right? That's awesome. So it's interesting <laughs> how it's, it's not so much that these people are necessarily smarter than me per se. Yeah. I mean, certainly they're smart people, mm-hmm. but it's just, they see the obvious and they point out yeah. the obvious and for me, I just kind of suppress the obvious. And I think a lot of that happens because even as me as a consultant, I just, when I go then with the business and that's kind of what I'm doing as well is kind of pointing out the obvious that for right. whatever reason, the company just never took action on or directed totally. course on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you really, yeah, need to, I think totally just practically you need a set of eyes that's in it and then a set of eyes that's around it too. I think you just, you just have to have that or else you're going to have a very one-sided perspective of your company, no matter how smart or experienced you are. You, know, you need people from the outside and um, looking in to speak into it. I think it's such a gift to have people around you, you know, saying that. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's really good. <clears throat> yeah. And that'll really, you know, as you as you brought up, I mean, it's a great point to surround yourself with good people. Get a good board of directors or board of, board of advisors for your business yeah. or or and or sign up for a mastermind group or just put together like i say just a board of advisors which isn't a formal group per se not like a board of directors it's not going to be in your corporate documents or anything but it's just a group of people that you trust Mm -hmm. and what i always recommend as well is don't create a homogenous group meaning not people from the same industry that have the same kind of skill sets and giftings Mm -hmm. and my my board of advisors are very diverse yeah, I have s- someone that's very good in financials, someone that's just a good counselor, um, mm-hmm. and then someone that's just a good in, in, in leadership and leadership development. Awesome. They all have a different gifting and skill set, um, so they'll think they'll look at things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. which is what you want because mm-hmm. you don't want everybody thinking the same way. Yeah, otherwise you're really not going to make a whole lot of improvements. You're just gonna you're just gonna really go one direction. So. What I do is I, I take their ideas and recommendations, and a lot of times what you'll see is even though people have different skill sets or giftings, you'll get recommend you'll you'll see some overlap into some mm-hmm. of the things they recommend. Yeah, and so you take that overlap and say, okay, this is the direction I go. So even though yeah. they might come with slightly different answers, but then all of a sudden there'll be some overlap into what they say, mm-hmm. and they go, okay, this is where I concentrate on and move forward. Um, totally. So anyways, yeah, have a diverse group of advisors or, or yeah. counselors or mastermind, you know, group so that um, you get, you can look at things in a lot of different directions or right. from a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. So anything else on, on this topic on fear or even just what you're brought up? With yeah, I just counselors? thought of this while we were talking. This is an Instagram post that I posted um, a month ago, March 8th. 
So um, January of this year, I made it a goal of mine to, uh, well, it was a health goal, like, like, like we all do, right? <laughs> Year's resolutions, but I never do these. But this time I felt just a push to do it and I felt like I can do it. And so I had this goal to um, to bench 315 pounds by the end of the year. Oh. And now I'm trying to do it like in a, in a couple months. So that's the, this is a post that I that I have, and oh, then yeah, um, I wrote something on here. And because I see so many um, correlations, which I think anyone that works out can just while they're working out, they get, they get all these thoughts of like, oh yeah, this is how you business or whatever. But so many correlations between that and my business and spirituality and different things like that. But um, but here's what I wrote. I said, um, process is my mindset. I love process. The reward isn't the finish line, but the treasures that I pick up along the way. Right? I have strength goals and health goals, but the goals are only propellers toward my true finish line, pursuing today's treasures. Right, and I think that's that's so key. It's like you know, what do you what do you really focus on? And um, there's this quote by Stephen Pressfield. He wrote he wrote this amazing book called War of Art. And if, if anyone's in a place of like you can't break through that like fear zone, mm-hmm. like read that book and it'll free you up so much. And you'll come out of it just being like, oh yeah, what is there to be afraid of? Really, what am I really <laughs> scared of? But he says this line. He says, "Don't be over invested in your success, and don't be over terrified by your failure." You know, and I think that happens when we have this visualized picture of like, this is what I want to get to, you know, in five years. And that's good because you want to push to that. But um, really, I think if you can find the treasures of today and say, hey, today I put in eight hours of work and, you know, maybe we didn't get anything done or like whatever. But at least I put the time in and you can just reflect on it and see, okay, I picked up some jewels and gems along that along the way just today. You know, and I think if you have that mindset, then every day becomes you know, it's such a gift. And then in, if you have that mindset, you know, in five years, you'll, you'll um, be a lot further along, you know, if you have that mindset. And so I think embracing the process too is, it's so key and oh, most get rid of that fear. Like have something else to focus on than what if not, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, w- <laughs> yeah. and what was the first part of the quote? Don't over invest? Yeah, don't be over invested in your success, yeah. but also don't be over terrified by failure. Yeah, that that first part of the thing is very important too, because you know when things are going well, you're like on top of the world. But I think when people over invest themselves, you kind of get overconfident, and then you start making mm-hmm. mistakes. You know, the reason why you're successful is because you had kind of a proper procedure, a mindset, and even right. how you analyze the data or had the right team in place or whatever. And then when you have success after success after success, at some point you start to become overconfident in your own abilities. Mm -hmm. And then you start to either make shortcuts or you just don't go through the same process or something happens and then you have a setback. Mm-hmm. so yeah don't get over you know what i look at that part of the code that don't over invest into your own success is it's based like don't get overconfident don't get too cocky right don't get too yeah. big for yourself right yeah. um so that's good and that's a great quote um i think it's a great uh way to end this discussion is you know yeah definitely that was the name of the book again war of art by Stephen war of art, yeah yeah so it's like uh, art of war but just yeah i was gonna say that different. sounds like the uh yeah <laughs> sun tzu yeah i don't understand half that book by the way i i just don't understand it <laughs> like, i don't get it <laughs> makes no sense to me <laughs> but so if it's good <laughs> yeah so anyways well, hey this is a great topic and had a lot of fun with this one eric and so yeah, yeah great great I think some great uh, nuggets that you pulled out um, from your experience as well as those of others. And that's a great way to end with that quote and the recommendation for that book. 
So, hey, thanks again, Eric, for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for listening mm-hmm. to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. If you have any other questions or topics that you'd like to hear more about, email me directly at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com, or just go to the Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability. So tune in next week as I go live again. And thanks again for listening. This is Robert Fakui. And remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit PurposeAndProfit.com.